0: Hello and welcome to SMPD, the podcast where we look back on the cartoons that shaped our childhood. I am Chris Bolton, with me as always, my partner in podcasting, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. And this episode, we are looking back at the adventures of Teddy Ruxpin. Um, it's been a while since we've done anything. Um, <laughs> <and> <laughs> my fault, life got in the way. And it's we're actually overdue on this one by uh, about two weeks as well. Oh, two weeks, so, yeah. Yeah, so apologies to anybody that was that was expecting this earlier, but you know we we've had time to sufficient time to watch some Teddy Ruxpin now at least, which may not have been the case last time. Haven't <laughs> been able to watch a load unfortunately because life got in the way, but yeah. I think I've seen enough. And actually, this is one that I remember quite well, and I surprised myself by how well I remember this
1: once yeah, I started
0: rewatching it.
1: Um, yeah, I was the same. I can't remember what this was on um, when we were kids, but I remember it because. The actual Teddy Ruxpin thing, the, like, the cassette playing thing that talked scared the living fuck out of me.
0: Right. yeah, It
1: freaked me the fuck out. So seeing the TV show, I was like, oh, okay, this is that, that talking bear thing. And the show was actually, no, I, I, at the time, I was like, no, I'll, 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 we'll go to it as we go through. But I remember it being quite good. Mm-hmm. But then my friend had this bear that fucking talked to you. Yeah. And its mouth moved and shit, but it, it was never quite right. It never quite caught up. And it was freaky as all fuck.
0: Yeah, I I loved the the bear, the Teddy Ruxpin bear. I've got I've got a thing for animatronics, as regular listeners will know. I mean, not that it was particularly complicated, but it was sort of a very basic kind yeah. of audio animatronic. I mean, not really animatronic; it was not that well synced, I guess. But you get what I'm saying? Is like this audio animated figure. Yeah. You could have of home, and you put the tape in. Now, I cannot for the life of me remember whether I had a Teddy Ruxpin or whether I just think I had a Teddy Ruxpin, if that makes sense, because I know one of my friends definitely did, and I know Mm. I always wanted one, but I was very, very young. So I can't remember if I just played with my friends, whether I had one, but I know I definitely had the books and tape, right? Because Mm. the whole point of Teddy Ruxpin was you had these tapes, and you had the storybook with it as well. Yeah, you read along. You put the tape in, Teddy Ruxpin talked to you, and he told you the stories. Now, you could buy the tapes, the books and tapes, Without a Teddy Ruxpin. It's not like you have to play them in a Teddy Ruxpin. You can play yeah. them in a regular tape player. So it was no drama there. So I definitely had some of the books and tapes. I can't remember if I had Teddy Ruxpin or not. I think I did. But I think I had one very late on. Because I've got right. a feeling it was one of those toys that, like, you know, you always want. But it was super expensive. Yeah, and yeah. And my was, parents being like, that. The, you know, that that's like too much money or whatever. But then it was that yeah. toy that I just kept asking for and kept asking for because i really wanted this teddy i think that's what happened but i was very very young so either way i do remember the toy very well i remember teddy i remember connecting it to grubby as well um so i do remember the toy very very well and i remember the show very well as a result of it as well because teddy ruxpin was kind of a thing for me Mm -hmm. as a kid like I, i i loved these stories i loved these characters um and so coming into this I remembered Teddy. I remembered Grubby. What I had forgotten, but remembered again instantly, as soon as they showed up on screen, was Tweeg, and the Bounder. Like, immediately, I was like, oh, my God. I remember these characters so, like, so well. As soon as they showed up on screen, I was like, that's what that is. Um, Particularly Bounder. Like, straight away, I was like, of course. Of course, that's what this is. Um, and then, you know, as you get into later episodes, I remember The Woolly Watsit as well, and all of these other characters. So I've got some baggage with this. And yeah. this, this was a show that definitely kind of unlocked some sort of me- some very early memories for me mm. um, of watching this show. But like yourself, I can't remember what network it was actually on. I want to say it was CITV.
1: I want to say, actually, because we, we were ITV kids, we didn't do BBC, but I wasn't sure because. My grandparents had Iffy Sky, mm. um, so it might have been a case we saw it on that. Um, but yeah, I, I, if it was on Terrestrial, it would be on ITV.
0: Yeah, I'm, I've got a feeling it was ITV. Um, and I I think one of the first things I noticed coming back to it now as an adult, which I which I wouldn't have clocked as a kid, was just how bad it looks um and and i don't want this to be one of those episodes where we just jump all over its dick because i think there is some some good to be said about this show but yeah as soon as we started watching it i was like oh my god this looks like horse shit this looks so bad um it just looks cheaply done
1: the thing that it reminded me of was that because it has a fairly similar color palette it looked like a rip-off gummy bears
0: I mean, yeah, I, I guess you get that because of Teddy and his character design as well, yeah. right? Because he's a bear um, and he's, well, I mean, a bear is a bear, right? A cartoon bear, yeah.
1: Was, you know, uh, no, an anthropomorphic bear in clothes is, is an anthropomorphic bear in clothes, but yeah. just like the, so the 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 way they set out like the backgrounds with the bushes and stuff, there was there wasn't it wasn't an overly complicated background, and it just as soon as I saw it, that's what it made me think of was a, like a bootleg gummy bears.
0: Yeah, I can I can see that, and I think you know straight away as we've. I mean we've talked about sort of the Disney afternoon stuff and the early Disney animation shows a lot on this network and I think when when you're looking at quality of animation and, and the quality of your layouts and your character designs and things like the second you you put yourself in an arena where you can be compared to those Disney shows, yeah you've just lost immediately because they like they are the creme de la creme they were, they were as polished as any of this can come, right? So, you're right, that probably didn't help. Um, It reminded me of a lot of the earlier Hanna-Barbera stuff. You know what I mean? Like, earlier than this would have been, because this is, like, mid to late 80s. But to me, it looked like kind of early iterations of Scooby-Doo and the Flintstones. And that's not to knock those shows, you know, for their time, they they were what they were. But this just felt very poorly animated, quite washed out in its color palette. I don't know whether it's just the episodes I was watching but the audio dub seemed out to me as well. Yes. Um yeah. I and I don't think the dub itself was out because some of the foley seemed to be in sync. I think just the animation wasn't properly syncing with the voice acting which Yeah. You know, I I don't mean to neg on the voice performances either because some of them are actually quite good, I think, for, for what they are. Yeah. But it's very clearly line red. Voice recording work, you know, this isn't, and again, yeah. you got to look at the budget, I know, but you know, this isn't, and in these days, this, this was rare anyway. But this isn't the cast sat in a room doing a table read, this is yeah. each actor locked in a studio with a copy of the script. Do that line 20 times right now, do that line 20 times right now, yeah. And you can tell it very much feels like that. Um, yeah. so it felt cheap, um, which. I guess makes sense, right? Because this is another one of those instances where it's not really a cartoon to sell a toy because the toy is yeah. already out.
1: But I mean, fuck, the toy sells itself. I mean, if 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 if, if, if that's the thing, if if you if you're into teddy bears, the one that fucking talks to you, that that's gold.
0: I mean, not even if you're into. I was never particularly into teddy bears. What I was into was puppets and animated figures and stuff like that, as yeah. you said, and robotics and shit. So Teddy Ruxpin blew my fucking mind. I thought he was amazing. Yeah. Um, so it, yeah, the, the toy sold itself. It was—I'm pretty sure it was like the best-selling toy of the year when it came out in the mid '80s as well.
1: Wouldn't surprise um,
0: me. Yeah. Incidentally, into—if anybody's interested in toys, we don't necessarily do a deep dive on toys on this show like we do with some of these shows. But if you're interested in the history of toys at all, Teddy Ruxpin is fascinating. If you go back and look at actually the various relaunches that they've been and the amount of times the license has actually changed hands, because. There are multiple. When we say Teddy Ruxpin, we're all thinking of the same thing, right? But there are multiple Teddy Ruxpins. He has been manufactured by many, many different companies over the years and not knockoffs, actual Teddy Ruxpins, because this license yeah. has just been acquired by various different companies and they've tried to relaunch it. Um, there have been Bluetooth iterations. There have been all sorts over the years. Um, so yeah, if.
1: Um- I mean, while you're on that, I, mean, I, I I've been trying to find the link to it for the last couple for the last week or so since we so we were doing this episode. Um, and I don't think I told you about it. So there was a, a story came up online not long ago that somebody bought a Teddy Ruxpin in like a car boot in like Midwest America somewhere, um, and it was like, I had one when I was a kid. I wanted to get it for my kid, all this sort of stuff. And some absolute fucking douche monkey had bought one and sewn a, like a remote like a remote operated dictaphone into the gubbins. That they could control, they could control from not far away, and it was some sort of Bluetooth speaker. And basically, they had it saying all kinds of demonic shit.
0: I mean, that's pretty. While amazing. it was playing,
1: so they, they they basically bypassed the tape speaker and uh, and had it spouting all sorts of shit. Which, on the one hand, is genius. On the other hand, is pure fucking evil.
0: Yeah, I mean, Teddy Ruxpin saying he's going to feast on your soul or something is enough to give any kid nightmares. I think. Um, <laughs> for some reason, I think Grubby would be worse. Oh, yeah, yeah, completely. Because he looks friendlier, right? Plus insect, so he's already kind yeah. of freaky for a kid. So I think if it was a grubby, it would be worse than if it was Teddy. But, yeah, either way, genius. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there are multiple iterations. Can't remember how I got onto that. I went down a tangent on the toys already. And we probably will talk about the toy quite a lot in this yeah. show, just because I think it's actually, it is quite difficult to separate the two. Oh, now, absolutely, yeah. Whether that's a strength or a weakness or not, i don't know if i'm honest yeah um,
1: that's, that's a fair point because i mean they are standalone products What? one is based on the other yeah fine absolutely but if you can't separate them and have them in isolation then that's certainly a certainly a, a questionable success isn't that
0: yeah well yeah i mean it, it depends how you look on it doesn't it you've either got one thing piggybacking off the other in terms of yeah. like the show was riding in the coattails of the toy, which the idea, of course, is that it's then cyclical and the snake eats its own tail and they sell more toys because kids are watching the show. It's the yeah. idea. Now, that's either quite a cynical commercial move, or if you want to put another hat on, you know, that's an early iteration of a multimedia franchise, which, yeah. you know, we see more and more these days now, you know? So... You know, it's not necessarily a bad thing that the, that the two go hand in hand. It it could be that they were just nearly front running. You know, you think of things like Transformers and He Man. They were far more, you know, when we talk about wanting to sell toys, they yeah. were far more commercially motivated in that show than Teddy Ruxpin was with the Adventures of Teddy Ruxpin. I think. Yeah. You know, because it it's not like this show brought in new characters week after week that you could then no. make an action figure of. It's like, look, the toys are already out there; they'll do what they do yeah. and they don't change. We might bring out some new storybooks for them or whatever, but the toys yeah. are the toys. You want one or you don't, right? Yeah. So, and and you know, some of these episodes were based on the books that came with the toys, and then vice versa, they did bring out books that were based on some of the episodes. Yeah. So, like I said, it's almost. I think the the idea behind it is actually quite smart. and I think for you know for all of the faults that we've already listed and and that is the main fault with it by the way is I think it just comes down to production value. I think otherwise it's a few things I don't particularly like but I think the, the, the major faults come down to production value yeah you know but but for the, those faults, you know even taking those into account, the one thing that we do have to say about this I think is that it has ideas way above its station. For what it oh, should literally. be. For a tie-in show to a kid's toy, like this didn't have to go the places that it goes and it didn't have to do the things that it did. The fact that it's serialized yeah. to start with, like, doesn't have to be. Doesn't have yeah. to be a serialized show of twenty odd minute episodes. Like it could literally yeah. have just been a bunch of five minute knockabout bullshit.
1: I mean there was a lot tariff. of this in the eighties, wasn't there? You did you did get a lot more of the serialized stuff. Now if you think of stuff at the same time, you'd have had like Cities of Gold and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That was you know, that was the thing. That's how that's how they they, they hooked you into these things because having your one and done, yeah, okay, they're fine. But after I mean, if you if you're trying to do sixty five episodes of that, the interest wanes after a while. Whereas if you've got something that, that is serialized and actually thinking, right, okay, I need to follow this. I, I wanna see what happens next. Because actually, next week is part of the story. It's, but you know, it's it's picking up where it left off. It's not just a case of, right, okay, well, this week he's you know, he's walking through the forest. Next week he's wading through a river. Next week he finds a desert. You know, it's there's there's an actual story behind it, and it, it makes you want to follow it week by week. And I think that you no, know, the part of the problem I have with with my kids now is that they they cannot watch a serialized show because they're not used to having that and you know, that that concept whereby actually you are watching week by week where you've got to tune in to see it. And actually it follows, you have a 20 minute episode where you get to the end of your, when's the next one on? Yeah. Because between there's no, there's the streaming services where the stuff is just immediately available, or if it's not, if it's not available because it's brand new and you've got to wait till the next week, fuck it. There's a million other things I can watch and I'll forget all about it. But then also not, I, no, the majority of kids of, of kid shows now are one and done one off episodes, single episodes where you don't have to follow it through. And, from from a, a viewership point of view and certainly really going into the next generation of, of creatives it's a, it's something that's in real danger of being lost
0: yeah i think you're right um i think we increasingly see shows getting shorter and shorter like you say, i think we're at the point now i mean um yeah i've, I've been off uh, a number of weeks listeners because a, a little person has joined my fucking household um which is all sorts of things but one of the most annoying that it is, is when she decides to watch fucking Cocomelons. melons, And, yes. it, you know, you watch something like that. It should be that a law. That is the complete opposite of this, right? That is, here is a fucking two-hour loop of essentially 30-second nursery rhymes. The attention span required is just, well, it's zero, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. It's got no narrative. It's got no story. It's nothing. It's just words and flashy images. Um, and, and i think you know that's the opposite end of the scale to this so yeah you, you may be right you know maybe in the 80s we were i think we probably had less stimulus elsewhere so yeah like we, we sat down in front of tv and watched a show for 20 minutes so yeah maybe you're right maybe there is something to do with the time and the more you think about it yeah you had ulysses you had cities of gold you had d'artagnan you had all of these serialized shows but Again, to me, like if you're just doing a toy tie in, you know, when you look at your He Man, your Transformers, your Thundercats, your G.I. Joe, all of those, what you had was episodic, week to week stories where you could be like, and this week, here's Fisto, and this week, here's fucking whatever the the action figure of the week is going to be, rather than these serialized stories. So I think for this to take that approach, particularly. Given that it's basically about a talking teddy bear and the amount of yeah. lore that then has to go into that to make a serialized adventure show, yeah. I think that's pretty brave. And and, and some yeah. of that's there because the books on tapes are there. So, you know, the stuff about teddy being an Iliop and, you know, the, the st- all of that's kind of there in the early books that they can, yeah. they can take that from and the airship and stuff like that. But the amount they build on it, you know, to bring in the quest for the crystals and to bring in all of the various bad guys, because it wasn't just Tweak yeah. and Bounder. You know, there was a whole league yeah. of villains.
1: Yeah, the fact, as I said, the fact you had an entire organisation of monsters and villains. So that that's again, you don't see that now. It's just well, a pop up and then that's it.
0: Yeah, and then you know all of the supporting cast as well to to build on it to that level. I think yeah. you know if nothing ha- if nothing else, you have to respect the fact that they went for it like they didn't have a lot of money clearly the production value wasn't there but the team all yeah. fucking went for it they were like if we're doing this we're we're going to give it everything we've got um, yeah. now i think that works you know occasionally it works very well and and occasionally it, it doesn't work at all i think it's sporadic um because yeah. sometimes some of the episodes i've watched are just rambling nonsense because they clearly yeah. don't know what to do to get from one story beat to the next so there is just some absolute fuckery and a bunch of musical yeah. numbers, um, and and then others are are really tight, and the narrative moves forward quite quickly. So yeah. you know, but then when you've got a serial being told over what sixty something episodes, and it still 65. wasn't finished by the time it got pulled.
1: Yeah, sixty-five.
0: Um... Yeah, so that's that's thirty odd hours. Like yes, yeah. that's, that's a lot of air time. That's a big fill. commitment, isn't it? That? Yeah, that's a lot of air time to fill. You know, so it, there is going to be some padding um but uh, you know they do a pretty good job of filling that world out they have all the different species as well um you have yeah. the grunges and you have all of these like there's a royal family there's all sorts of supporting characters as well that you just think you really could have got away with 10 minutes of teddy ruxpin just Fucking dicking around.
1: around basically you you didn't yeah. have to but and i think that this is the thing i mean regardless of how it looks um yes okay there are ways with, with there are issues the way it looks there are issues with the um with some of the, the sound and some of the dub and stuff like that but actually the they, they've built a world they've actually gone into right we're gonna no, we are gonna spend the time building a world building this law building this history building all these side characters you might only meet once or twice yeah. but actually it's just it's something rather than just selling the same fucking story every week or a variation on a theme we're going to give you different and this is something that Again, stuff back then did, which you don't, which we evolved into not doing. Um, and yeah, it's. I mean, I, I. Cards on the table, as I said before we started recording, I'll, I'll, I'll own up to to the listeners that I wanted to watch a lot of this. I remember, I remember loving this as a child. Certainly loving the cartoon, not the bear. Um, and I was really excited to do this. And I was intent on watching certainly, don't know, eight to ten, maybe even twelve episodes. And, again, with life getting in the way and work being work and kids being off school and moving house and all the rest of it, I managed to get through about two and a half, which is really disappointing. But what I did see for, for some of the faults I did pick up in it, actually what I saw was, well, I want to carry on with this. So I think there's enough in this, there's enough gone into these early episodes to make, you know, to make me want to think, well, how does this world work? How's that going to work? How's this going to tie into that? And any crap that the kids put on now from probably 2000 onwards – I don't get that. There's, that. there's none of that appeal there. So a show that is fucking pushing forty, yeah, has far more appeal in that sense because at least there's a story I can follow.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, but like I said, I think it's I think it's hit and miss because I agree. Um, I've watched a few episodes, probably about the same as you. I think um, wait, back when we were originally gonna gonna record this show, and yeah. then yeah, unfortunately, we've not had the time to watch as much of this as we normally would. And that we would like, but I have jumped around as we normally do. Like, I haven't watched th- you know three or four episodes in sequence. I've jumped yeah. around to watch a spread of episodes, Um and some are definitely more interesting to me than others. And it seems like that's probably down to them finding their feet as they go, and also yeah. down to their projected story. Like, you know, some of those early episodes I was really struggling with. I'll be honest. Um Yeah, and-
1: the first the first one was a slight. Like, I watched the first one. And then I watched one um, where they were planting fake crystals. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's probably episode 9 or 10. And then I think I started watching. Um, yeah, then I started watching the third one. Um, and then it kind of just fell away. So I can't remember which one that was.
0: Yeah, so I mean, for me, part of the, part of the issue with those early episodes, I, I think, is they, they want to tell this grand adventure story. You know, it, it's, a, it's a crew in an e-ship off looking for the crystals. And it's got kind of all the yeah. hallmarks of this classic kind of action adventure tale. Except Teddy Ruxpin as a character and Grubby as a character, they just don't fit that. That's, yeah. That is an intrinsic problem. They don't fit because Teddy's not an action hero. You yeah. know? And and that's not because he's a teddy bear, it's just it, it's not in him. He's, he's a, a
1: teddy bear t- who's not an action hero.
0: Yeah, he's, he's just a bit wet, really.
1: Yeah. Now, and I mean the thing that struck me with it, I mean looking at it as well, is that the, the way they set up these early episodes, and we've seen it in so many shows, where you have your first four, five, six episodes a part of a thing. Mm-hmm. So you know, and it can be marketed as the telling of one story arc. Yeah. And we've had so many of those, and it looks like the way they've set this out, actually, the way they set up the entire fucking show, is that they're basically showing it daily, to try and you no, know, to try and drive it. So mm-hmm. you've got all these things, but. You don't. It's not interconnected. It's just not a case where well, I want to watch tomorrow because I want. No, it left off at this bit. Let's carry on and carrying on here. It no, It is carrying on. It, it it is. I say it is. It is a week to week. now, it's an episode to episode show. And so we are we are getting to that point where there's a story. But when you've got some, some I said the, I watched the first one, which I say was a bit of a slog. And if you're gonna drive, if you're gonna be driving one a day, you want it to be punchy. Yes. So that no, it's people aren't thinking. Oh fuck, yesterday was boring. I'm not gonna turn back into that one. And that, I mean, I hadn't I hadn't realized that, so I've been flicking through stuff um the last of hours, so just trying to look at what the way they've done it. And yeah, you, a lot of these we've seen in the past where you have they'll do five episodes, so they'll do a week's worth of launch it, and then they will go to one a week. Mm. And here they literally went from Christmas Eve, nineteen eighty six, Christmas Day, Boxing Day, twenty seventh, twenty eighth, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, second, third, fourth, seventh, eighth, and then they jump to the uh, then they jump to being weekly. So I mean they 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 really you know, they threw up half a series in a week and a half mm. just to really get out there.
0: Yeah, and again I think I remember watching this every day as well. I've got I've got a feeling this I was mean, all I, mean I, I don't I
1: mean if if this was 86 87 I wasn't I'm not old enough to remember how it was how it panned out.
0: No, I mean I I was very young. You would have been like way too young to remember, but I'm I'm pretty sure I remember watching it every day but uh, you know, as we get to the later episodes, it does get better. We get uh, a wider cast. We get more villains. Not that there's anything wrong with Twig and Bounder because they are definitely yeah. the best villains and all of the others pale in comparison. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you get more villains, which leads for a more varied kind of toolbox, basically, for for the writers, you know. They, they don't yeah. have to tell the same story about Twig wanting to chase him every week or whatever. Um, you've got the overarching quest, but you can dip into different things yeah it's just that intrinsically teddy is not he's not a doer is he (laughs) he's not he's a teddy bear it's like and and, you know grubby is even worse grubby is i mean he's basically goofy with eight legs that's that's what grubby is even sounds like fucking goofy right so you know they're not action heroes and and you know you bring in newton as well and you got your mad inventor stereotype there but He's not an action hero either. He's an inventor who invents things for these rubbish non-action heroes. You get the prince occasionally pop up. He's the closest thing to a leading man you're gonna get in an adventure tale. But he comes and goes. No, you don't. He comes and goes, the Wooly Watsit is comic relief at best. You know, so so the problem is for me, there's no one really driving the narrative. And and they try, you know, they set up this mystery about Teddy and his father. And yeah. you know the lost Iliops and stuff like that, and there's all of this stuff going on. It's just that Teddy never feels like he, well, it just never feels like he's got agency, is what I'm getting at here. He never feels yeah. like he drives anything forward. He just feels like he's constantly ambling around, having a jolly old time on this quest. You know, there's there's very little peril. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. the thing.
1: Um Yeah, I mean, if you look at so if you compare it to other stuff at the same time, you look at stuff like Jace, yes, and Ulysses where. Yeah, no every, every week's a fucking riot. Yeah. Every week it's a rollercoaster of shit going on and this is far gentler. And and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And I, and I think even But you get yeah, gone. I was going to say you, there's nothing wrong with that but you still you still need to be driving it in such a way that it compels you to carry on watching.
0: You absolutely do. And I, and I think, you know, even to compare it like Jason Ulysses prime examples right, that's all these action serials. You know these action adventure series—they are like the creme de la creme. Like we've we've looked at those shows; they're amazing, right? But even if you compare this to something softer, like you've already mentioned it, and it seems the obvious choice—if you compare it to, say, Gummy Bears, yeah, right—which is another kind of softer action adventure show, right, more kid-friendly—but there's more peril and action in Gummy Bears, and there's more agency in those characters because of it, yes, absolutely, than there is with Teddy Ruxpin. Um, it. It's not helped, and it's very rare that you'll hear me complain about a musical number. But it's not helped by the shoehorning in of a musical number every week either.
1: But I think that I think you've hit it on the head that it's the shoehorning in. It doesn't feel organic. It doesn't no. feel like it's part of the show.
0: And and some of them are very good. You know, some are, some are not so good. Some are very good. Mm. Again, the the quality of those musical numbers varies. But when they're good, they are really very very good. Um, and they're probably the best parts of the episodes they're in when they're good. But they don't fit with this kind of, yeah. I, and, and again, if we want to look at, you know, maybe it's just the airship that's bringing me to this. But a gentler action adventure, again, we look at around the world, really fog, for instance, which we've looked at. Again, yeah. you've got a gentleman character there, you know, a gentleman adventurer. He's not like Ulysses, where he's in space with a fucking laser pistol and a space sword or anything. But yeah. you know, you still get peril, and that comes down to the fact that he's got agency and he's got some compelling villains as well. yeah. Um, And I I think that element is just lacking. And I think it's the only thing, really, because Mm -hmm. the story's definitely grand enough. There's enough there. The world is well thought out enough. The intent is there. They just don't have a leading man. Yeah. And and that was the biggest problem for me. And that's, uh, you know, we we haven't watched as much as we want to, and I do want to watch more. So maybe we're speaking slightly unfairly, but I feel like also... Had we had that and had it been compelling enough, I can't say that I would have found the time to watch many more. But I may but, have, yeah,
1: there might have been a couple. I may have
0: been able to shoehorn some in somewhere if I really yes. wanted to, but I didn't feel the urge to really want to. I felt the urge to watch enough that we can talk about this fairly and give a fair critical yeah. appraisal. But I didn't want to just plow forward and watch as many as I could, you know. Yeah,
1: um, and there have been some shows where we've done that, where it's literally you put it on and. Yeah, you know, okay, but you know, with you know, with the, the streaming services and with stuff on YouTube and that, you put it on, and you let it run, it'll run into the next episode, next the episode, and so, like, sometimes you just let it go because you're doing other things, or oh yeah, I'm enjoying this. I'll, you know, I, I'm not feeling the urge to turn it off and go and do the dishes. Yeah, Um and yeah, I think you no know, I mean the, the, probably the best one I had for that was Recess, where I ended up watching like two seasons in an evening mm. because it was just on autoplay play and it went from one to the next to the next, and I was really enjoying it. Um Yeah, and same same as yourself, I what I saw I enjoyed and I sort of went out and sort of looked for another one and I sort of picked up a third one. And I, I'm not really, it's not going to kill me if I don't sit down and watch anymore."
0: Yeah. Same thing. Same thing. You know, most recently for me, I, I think the, the type of experience you are describing most recently for me, I had that with Huxley pig, right? Because mm. I, I, I expected to watch one or two. and it, I mean, it helps that it's a short run. Don't get me wrong, but I expected to watch one or yeah. two and I ended up just watching the entire fucking thing because I enjoyed it so much. Um, and and I don't feel like Teddy Ruxpin was a slog. Don't get me wrong. I don't I don't feel like any of these episodes were a slog. I just feel like there was nothing nothing grabbing me that made me go like, oh let's watch another one. Like every time I sat down to watch it, I'd do like two at most. And I'd be like, Oh, this, that's enough. I don't need another one of these. And and I think perhaps yeah. the, the closest the closest experience I can compare it to that we've watched is and this is going to sound very harsh, um, but the closest thing I compare it to is, in that regard, is the raccoons, where I mm. was, uh, you know, equally just watching it, thinking, "What the fuck is going on? Nothing seems to be happening." Mm. I don't particularly like any of these characters. Why am I watching this? And I felt a bit like that with Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah, uh,
1: I mean, I, I found the first episode to be tough. Um, I found that tough. to be quite slow. Yeah, very um, tough. Um, and, yeah, that one was a slog. And, when I, and once I'd done it, I thought, oh, fuck, right, okay, this could be a bigger problem than I thought because, as I remember, as as, as a kid, I, I, I really liked this. Um, and so I'm kind of thinking, right, okay, have we got another Raccoons on our hands? Have I got something that I've completely misremembered and actually it's really difficult, it's really problematic. Yeah. And I don't think it's as problematic.
0: Oh, no, but no, possibly, it's better than be,
1: Raccoons. Possibly because I haven't watched enough of it to judge, but... I certainly didn't come out of the, the the two and a half episodes I watched thinking, right, well that's a pilot wank. I'm never watching that again. There was enough in it for me to think, right, okay, well actually, yeah, there is merit in it. I can see why I liked it. I can see why it did so well. It, it, why it got to its syndication level of 65 episodes and they could then keep on doing, it. I can see all of that. But yeah, there was just something about it which was like, oh god, it's a bit, it's a bit something.
0: Mm-hmm. It's it's nothing is what it is. It's it's not that it's a bit something. Is that it's not particularly anything. Um, in the same way that the the raccoons wasn't particularly anything. You know, it's it's kind of an adventure show and kind of a musical and kind of a children's cartoon and kind of a market employee and it, yeah. it's all of these things. And and like I say, it's a shame because I feel like the stuff that's good, you know, the adventure side of it and the world building, and all that that's gone into it. Yeah. I feel like they've committed to that on a level that they didn't have to. But then yeah, they have to have Teddy Ruxpin as their lead because they're trying to sell Teddy Ruxpin toys.
1: Yeah.
0: And if you could just make him an Ewok, for instance.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. And and, and that's that's where I'm getting at. Like you, you don't have to not have Teddy Ruxpin. The show can still be the adventures of Teddy Ruxpin. He can still look like Teddy Ruxpin. He can still sound like Teddy Ruxpin. What yeah. he needs is a complete character transplant. He can a character. Yes, he can't be the happy, friendly Teddy Go Ruxpin that you sat by the side of your bed to read your stories. He yeah. needs to be Teddy Go, Teddy Ruxpin who's got a point to prove and a chip on his shoulder and a and a quest. trying to find
1: his father. He's you know, all this sort of stuff, which they it's there. It's
0: absolutely no, there. They, yeah.
1: They, they they've done the groundwork, and that's the frustration is that. You you have the story there where you no, know, his, his his father is missing, and so you you, know, you want to find out what happened to him. You, you want to build into this world. You've got the, you know you've got this, this organization of monsters. And I think okay, well, what are they? What are they doing? What do they want? What are they trying to do? Hmm. And how does that stop him finding his father and finding idiops and all the rest of it? You've, it's there. It's just not done
0: yeah and i think it, it it's either that or you've got a if you want the character that you have with teddy you have to flip the script entirely and lose all of the kind of um lose all the bad guys more or less yeah. and you just make it this gentle adventure show about him ambling around foreign locales and yeah finding and actually out then you, about then, you things. then you
1: make it you, your are episodic week by week this week i'm in the, and in the the wilds of africa this week i'm walking around exactly that you, you make the fucking it in south downs of england he, you
0: know. he basically becomes uncle traveling matt right every week yeah and, and you don't set it in the human world if you don't want to but yeah. you, you set you make the world familiar enough to draw the parallels right like yeah this week teddy's learning that you don't talk to strangers because he's gone somewhere with you know a particularly rough neighborhood or whatever and yeah this week, Teddy learns to protect the environment because he's gone to a village where there's been hefty deforestation in the surrounding area. And and you do that, right? And that works with the character you've got. But the two things don't quite mesh because you've got the character yeah. from one and you've got the narrative arc from another. And that's, yeah. that's, that's the problem. And actually, when you think about it, we've, we've watched a lot of teddy bear shit of late right because we've had teddy ruxpin we've had super ted we did gummy bears a while back now you can even look at something like raggy dolls which is kind of tangentially related right yeah and they're all they're all kind of stuffed animal protagonists as such or cuddly teddy bear protagonists but yeah they've all got more to them than teddy fucking ruxpin which is ironic because if you asked me to name a teddy bear i don't know that teddy ruxpin would be the first name that came out of my mouth, but he'd no, be pretty be close there. to the top. It's
1: gonna so be so. It's there.
0: ironic, really, isn't it? <laughs> you know, I, th- I think probably Super Ted or Paddington is gonna be right up the top. Um, not Pooh Bear because I don't consider him a teddy bear. I know he is no, he's like canon, but he's well, he is, but he isn't. Is the thing, isn't he? So he's actually a bear. It's just that he's Christopher Rowan's teddy, but actually he's not when they're in the Hundred Acre Woods. So anyway, let's not get into my thoughts on Winnie the Pooh because that's a whole show on its own. Um, yeah. In general, like all the thumbs up for it. But yeah, I don't consider him a teddy bear. I consider him an actual bear,
1: Yes. Right? Yeah, same.
0: yeah, right. So whereas Teddy Ruxpin, weirdly, <laughs> in, in the context of this show, we should also consider to be a bear or an Iliop, right? But I still yeah. think of him as a teddy bear.
1: Well, in fact, his name is Teddy. That doesn't help. I not even fucking thought of that. It's been a long. It's lazy fucking marketing. <laughs> uh,
0: well, I mean, what else would you call him? Barry Ruxpin or something? I don't know. Barry, I don't know. mcbear McBeerface or whatever. I don't know. I, I'm not a market guy either. Um, but
1: well, it didn't do Winnie the Pooh any harm to that not being called Teddy.
0: I mean, being called Poe didn't do him any harm either, did it? So I mean, if you can yeah, escape how that, that, how that trap, happened, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, if you can escape that trap, you can escape anything, can not you? Um, True. So yeah, again, I think that's down to the character. But enough fucking dumping on on Teddy as a character, right? There are, like I said, there are characters here that are good. I've, I've mentioned them already. I think Tweeg and Bounder are absolutely brilliant and I I can't believe I'd actually forgotten all about them until they showed up on screen, and I was like, this is the reason to watch this show. Every time they appear on screen together and start fucking squabbling, they're just brilliant. And and Bounder is just... Like, it's such a shit character design, right? Yeah. It's fucking awful, because it's just a ball with legs. But I remembered it immediately.
1: And and that's the thing I had as well. I... I... There were certain bits I remember, like I, and as I as I saw them. Oh yeah, I remember this bit. But some of the character designs, I think, what the fuck is that? And then as, as you see, as you see them, so like, oh yeah, I know that. I remember that.
0: Yeah, right. And 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 there's something to be said for that. Then, so we might think that it's a shit character design. Yeah, but actually, yeah. something about it has stuck with us because I I remembered immediately. Now, if you'd have shown me a picture of him prior to watching this, right, I couldn't yeah. have told you what show he was from.
1: I'll be honest. Yeah, that's probably right. I'm probably the same, actually. I
0: couldn't have told you. But as soon as he showed up, I was like, oh, yeah, it's that fucking guy. Like, it's the Bounder. And, and I think maybe I'd have probably got him confused with, I don't know, maybe Mad Balls or something like that. Um, yeah. But as soon as I saw him, and Twig as well. And, and again, t- there's nothing unique about Twig's character design to look at. He looks very similar to a lot of other kind of generic wizardy kind Of bad yeah. guys that you've had of, of this era, um, uh, yeah, but as soon as he showed up, I was like, Oh, yeah, he's from Teddy Ruxpin. Um, and, and the two of them squabbling as well, they're a good time whenever they're on screen, yeah. Um, Grubby, if I mean, I know I've just called him Goofy, um, but he kind of is, and yeah, it, no secret again to regular listeners of this show, like Goofy's my absolute dude, <laughs> like one of my favorite animated characters of all time, so unsurprisingly. Yeah. I, I'm quite taken with Grubby as well. Like, he's, again, not an action hero at all. He's completely fucking useless. Um, yeah. But, but I also feel like he's very relatable. I feel like everybody knows a Grubby, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, definitely.
0: Exactly. Everybody knows that slightly simple, but, like, really big-hearted friend that just always comes through in a pinch. Like, we've all got yeah. one of those, right? So oh, everybody, everybody knows a Grubby. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, the rest you've got an assortment of tropes <laughs> essentially then you know <laughs> yeah. newton is just your, your mad inventor you've got the prince you've got the princess you've got the theory and she's not a theory yeah. is she what what is she in this show is a sprite she's a sprite wanna yeah. say it's a sprite yeah i think so the woolly uh, watsit is your big friendly monster um although yeah. the woolly watsit is a fucking amazing name like you yeah. have got to be given yeah. credit yeah no, there's a that. wood sprite yeah wood sprite there you go um so they're kind of forgettable, but then they're also so they're so stereotypical that as soon as they show up, there's no investment needed. You're just like, oh, okay, so yeah. that's the inventor, and this is going to be the magic guy, and this is going to be the, the yeah. actually. So it's just Teddy. It it's just there's something about Teddy as your linchpin to build all this around that yeah. just doesn't work. um And it's a shame because otherwise, I think. It, this wouldn't just be a passable show. I think this has the potential to actually be pretty good. I don't think it's ever going yeah. to be amazing, but it's got the potential to be something pretty good. If it just yeah. had a lead who had a bit more oomph, I guess, a bit more get up and go, a bit more, yeah, for want of a better word, X-factor about him. Yeah. And he hasn't. He's got no charisma, is he? Teddy Ruxpin's just a fucking charisma vacuum. Yeah, I don't think the voice helps either, and I don't.
1: I, no, the voice actually. I remember when I put it on a couple of weeks ago. The voice really threw me because it wasn't the voice I remembered.
0: Oh, it's absolutely the voice I remember. But again, it's just so placid and high and nice, and it's like I get it. I get. I get it for a kid's toy, for a teddy bear, right? Because it's supposed mm. to soothe you to sleep and the stuff. Yeah, because it's reading your story. But when you're a bear type creature as an action adventure hero, yeah. you want a bit of growl in there, surely you want.
1: Yeah, you want a bit of bass in there.
0: Totally right. I mean, I'm not saying he's got to sound like fucking Panthro, but you know, <laughs> he's got a, He just needs gravitas, right? And he yeah, hasn't that's, got that's
1: him. That, that that air of authority is definitely missing. Yeah, I, I know he's supposed to be like 15 and a you know, very, very young, 15. With it, but he's you know, a like, kid yeah.
0: too. Like he's got. I mean, I know he's in an adult's body, but you know. Yeah. In fact, most leads in cartoons are kids because.
1: Yeah. At this time, say, they, they were being aimed kids. at
0: kids. Yeah, so I don't think fifteen's actually kind of old, really, hmm. for a lead in a show like this, right? Because generally, it would be like a very early teenager, wouldn't it, or like a, a preteen? teen. yeah, you'd be you'd be yeah, looking at like you, the you ten a, to twelve age bracket. Yeah, you really. want to
1: be old enough they can do shit. But young enough, they don't know everything, and they you know, and mm-hmm. the people you're trying to sell it to will relate. I mean, by the time you get to fifteen, you're almost into yourself, you know, your sort of YA sort of level, whereby you're looking at people trying to find their place in an existing world, not trying to go off and you know, and and sort of learn learn about the learn about the history of their people and what happened to their missing father and stuff. And it's just it, the character doesn't feel like it belongs where it is time wise. I say it's probably too old.
0: Yeah, I mean, let's be honest at fifteen, yeah. I can understand that Teddy wants to find his father, but let's be honest, fifteen year old kid, fifteen year old boy out in the world on his own. There's only one thing he's looking to find and it ain't his dad. No. You know, he's he's out there looking to get laid, basically. That's a whole different Mm. show. And I'm I'm sorry to have to make everybody think about that, but I'm just putting it right out there on Front Street. He's a wild animal no less as well. (laughs) Doesn't wear trousers No, he does wear trousers.
1: Yeah. yeah. Ah.
0: Yeah. He's contained, isn't he? Mm. He Yes. Yeah. Ah, that's interesting. I'd, I've only just twigged on that. Like, it's very rare you get an anthropomorphic animal show where they yeah. actually wear trousers. Well, he's, he's kind of
1: short on, isn't he? Yeah, but they count. Like. Yeah. But then Grubby... has yeah, got his short trousers on, isn't he?
0: Grubby hasn't got any kecks on.
1: Grubby is naked as the day, as the day he was born.
0: Yeah. This, as is pretty much
1: everybody else.
0: This sort of shit really bugs me. I I've, I know we've talked about this with, with other things, but this... This sort of shit bugs me, right? And not until I've noticed, right? But I've just noticed it with Teddy Ruxby now and now I've noticed it. It just sends me down that rabbit hole of like, why is it acceptable for Grubby to rock around with eight legs and no trousers, but Teddy has gotta put a pair of pants on? Like, what's what's the difference?
1: No idea. Other than Well I, it's, it's it's the Mickey Mouse Donald duck of
0: it, isn't it? Same thing, right? Yeah. How is it acceptable that Donald yeah, Mickey can has just, to wear trousers? Donald can just rock Donald around naked can... as the day he was born.
1: Well, he's
0: got a sh- shirt on and his Dick out. I mean, yeah. The fact he's got his shirt on makes it worse.
1: Yeah. Like, and a hat. He's got a shirt and a hat, but no, he's walking over his cork crew out.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, that makes it worse, right? And especially Donald's particularly bad, because when you think about it, like Daisy is always fully clothed as well. Mm. So, because like Daisy will normally have like shoes and a little skirt and like, yeah, all right, a button yeah. stuff's hanging out the back, but she's normally got like a little dress on and like oh, she always yeah. looks like a hooker. Don't get me wrong. But. She's yeah. normally dressed, but she's clothed. Yeah, so like Donald's just in this perpetual state of undress, basically, just walking around with his. Because d- I
1: want to say that Huey Dewey and Louie had shorts on as well, didn't they? I?
0: I don't believe they do. I would have to check, but I don't believe they. I'd do. have to.
1: I'd have to check. I'm not sure. I think they do, but I'm not sure. It, it may be because it's the same with a lot of these, whereby they go into they'll have been episode where they're they're dressed different to normal because they're doing something. So I may be thinking of that. I don't know if they're fucking playing hockey or something. Yeah, you know, right, they right, they, right. they dressed that way.
0: Inquiring minds need to know. Sorry, this is totally off topic, listeners. But <laughs> what else is? Yeah, no, I think for I us, think like... you might
1: be right. I think their standard costume actually might just be the, the, the shirts and the hats.
0: Shirts and hats. That's it. Shirts and hats. Yeah. So you know, we've established the ducks don't need to wear pants, but well, male ducks, yeah, but apparently bears do, unless you're Winnie the Pooh, and then again, you can wear a t-shirt, no pants.
1: But then Rupert had fucking check trousers on as well, didn't he? He did. He was.
0: He did Paddington with a flasher mac. So bears, <laughs> bears are a there's, bit of there's no consistency. There's, there's not. There's no. There is no consistency with where the bears need. The more I think about it, the more I think you can kind of give Grubby a pass, right? Because he's a bug. He's an octopede. Yeah. And thinking about it now, I can't think of any bugs that wear clothes.
1: Yeah.
0: Off the top of my head, plus. Bugs have Maybe
1: the thing in Monsters Inc. the the boss guy who wears like the suit jacket and the waistcoat and then has his you know, his, his big bug legs out.
0: Yeah, he's a monster though. He's not a bug. Oh uh, yeah, true. That doesn't guy count. Guy. Whereas Grubby's an yeah. octopede, Like he's he's a bug, right? Yeah. It, like you get. It's never explained. but you get the you get the impression he's gonna have like a carapace and stuff, and he's gonna be like a proper bug. Yeah. So because he's got antenna and stuff as well. Do bugs have dicks? I don't think they do. Do they? I don't know. Maybe it's just that we've never seen. Right. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> I will find out. All right. For those of you that need to know, I will find out. You've probably found it yourself by now anyway, because Google... Yeah, for those friend.
1: of you who need to know, please get help.
0: Um, I need to know. Um, please get help. Do bugs.
1: <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Um, dicks. Wow. I've yeah, just typed
0: th- something into Google that didn't autocorrect. I think I'm the first person that's ever searched <laughs> whether bugs have dicks.
1: Um, To be fair, it's a fairly niche question. Right. So,
0: um, bugs have an adiagous, I I don't know, I can't pronounce that word, but it's a reproductive organ of male arthropods through which they secrete sperm from the testes during copulation with a female. It can be thought of as the insect equivalent of a mammal's penis, though the comparison is fairly loose given the greater complexity of insect reproduction. Well, so they they sort of kind of have a dick. They
1: have a dick equivalent. Yeah.
0: So therefore Grubby should be wearing pants. Yeah. There you go, listeners. Decided. Right here and now. Um where the fuck were we before <laughs> I started talking about Centipede dicks? Um I
1: don't even know. I can't remember.
0: Sporting characters. Sporting characters. Yeah, but, but I think that pretty much covers all I wanted to say about the sporting characters.
1: Um, we talk. I think once you started talking about whether they had dicks or not, I think we probably moved away from it anyway. To be honest. I mean that's
0: that's how little there is to pull out of the show, though. That's the thing. Like the, <laughs> the bones of the narrative are there, but week to week is just like here's Teddy moping through another episode. Um, there is like occasionally I feel like they hit on something. Did you, for instance, see the the, the drug allegory episode where the prince gets off his tits and goes berserk?
1: No, I didn't. Um, they that f- sounds fucking hilarious.
0: It's not, but it's it's clear as a concept.
1: It is, but yeah, the execution is probably not there.
0: So they they get taken in uh, by a tribe, and they basically like there's there's this soup that they cook. Where if you just have a little amount, if you just a tiny little amount, you get buzzed, and it's all a good right. time. But if you have too much. You go postal, and the, the the prince gets like pushed into the cauldron of this stew, and just ODs and goes absolutely postal, and just starts attacking awesome. everybody. Um, like there's there's effort made, is what I'm saying. Yeah. There, there's effort made to try and teach something, um,
1: but because yeah, I vaguely remember they were like public service videos as well. Um, um, there weren't
0: any on the visions that I watched. Actually, no, I
1: think. I I vaguely remember this from different time entirely but I vaguely remember when I was doing my degree and we were talking about some sort of tie-ins to um to media and there was a partnership with like the fucking national Chil- missing children's D- database or something like that and they did it, they did it like um, PSAs on uh, don't talk to strangers and uh, all this sort of shit I'm sure there was
0: I mean it wouldn't surprise me that was very typical of uh... shows of this time you know like especially the ones that were linked to toys, because some of it was even written into the contract with a lot of them. So, you know, your shows like your He-Man and your Transformers, the reason you'd get that, those little tags at the end where they're like, hey, kids, don't do drugs, is because, like, you got yeah. to, because they because got- certain networks will stipple it, there has to be educational value in a show. Yes. And, like, 25 oh, minutes go. of He-Man punching Skeletor in the dick is not educational. <laughs> but if he then shows um, up and says, hey, kids, don't punch skeletons in the dick, then it's absolutely yeah. fine. Now,
1: skeletons don't
0: have dicks. Well, they did once.
1: they <laughs> got and They don't anymore.
0: Well, no, but that's kind of worse, I imagine, right? Because <laughs> that's kind of like if, if you get an amputee and they get like a phantom arm or a phantom leg. Do, do you know or what or I mean? Or like... Or... Yeah, exactly. Right? So if you've been punched in the phantom dick, that's got to be worse. Because you're just imagining the pain of being punched in the dick, but you haven't actually been punched in the dick. So... True. It's got to be worse, right? Because however bad you think it is, you're going to imagine it worse. Because it's not going to pass. Like, you get punched in the dick. It lasts for it lasts for like a couple of minutes tops, right? And then you you get your breath back, and you're like, okay, fine, I'll walk it off. But when you've been punched in a phantom dick, and actually. Skeletor would have a dick anyway. Cause he's Skeletor
1: not... would, but skeletons, with skeletons, skeletons yes, would. Yes, true.
0: I did say punching skeletons in the dick, didn't I? You that's did. on me. That's on me. Okay, and I was referring to Skeletor. And yes, do not punch
1: Skeletor in the dick. Yeah, he... as, as far as PSAs go, yeah, don't, don't punch Skeletor in the he dick. He would
0: have a dick because it's just his face that's exposed. Yes. The rest of him yeah. is is muscular. I bet he's hung like a fucking horse. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Google that,
1: see where you find.
0: skeleton I'm not Googling Skeletor's <laughs> dick. <laughs> Even I have a line and that crosses it.
1: <laughs> Finally found it. It's only taking twenty years.
0: I'm not Googling Skeletor's dick. That's the kind of shit that'll scar me for life Anyway, before we start <laughs> anyway, so- talking about phantom dicks, you were telling yeah, us so- about public service announcements.
1: yes yeah, so um it's a, a campaign called Protect Yourself. Um, so there's a partnership between Worlds of Wonder and the National Centre for Missing and Exploited Children. Um, so when the series was originally syndicated, each episode included a short segment called Protect Yourself, which ran after a teaser for the next episode prior to the credits. So it was something was added in when it got syndication, so not, a re- not the original one. Um, it featured an animated Teddy Ruxpin on a live-action set who would introduce contemporary child stars such as Jason Bateman, Bryce Beckham, Tiffany Brissett, Shannon Doherty, Corey Feldman, and Shalane McCall. Jesus. The guests would then... I know. The guest would then give young viewers advice on topics such as avoiding strangers, what to do in an emergency, how to respond to inappropriate touching or running away. How to. Re- Common theme was to talk to a trusted grown up for help.
0: How to respond to running away or how to. No, but run I think away. How, to,
1: how to respond to inappropriate touching or running away. There's a comma in right there. Oh, okay. Very well. right, okay. So running away was a was a, was a separate topic.
0: Oh, right. Running away is in leaving home gotcha yes. yeah because I was as, as,
1: as, as in don't do it kids it's bad
0: yeah because I was I, yeah the way you read that I was like so teaching kids how to run away after being inappropriately <laughs> touched like
1: well pro- surely you run away before you're inappropriately touched well that's kind of the punch idea them in the that's dick.
0: what I was getting that that's kind of the idea um but I mean that's that's a fucking big enough, yeah right. that, i mean that's a-listers for this time i'm i'm and I'm i am i do not remember these at all but it's interesting that no you I, say, I,
1: I i think it's from reading that. i think it's when he it went to syndication it's not from the original
0: one right. it's interesting that you say um, it was an animated teddy ruxpin on live action background again because that is money um and yeah. it, like there is no production value in this show yet we can spring for putting an animated teddy ruxpin next to fucking shannon doherty like yeah what what <laughs>
1: Like, no wonder the yeah, show looks I mean, so
0: fucking cheap. You spent all your money on the corries, <laughs> like yeah. Not that yeah, I'm not that your I'm, money getting in. Yeah, not that I'm ever gonna say that's a bad idea, but Jesus, um, <laughs> no, no, I don't remember that. What I do remember, and is absent from this, and maybe I am misremembering it because maybe I'm getting it confused with the adverts, which I know were like this, but I remember there being live action segments. In as, in as much as they were kind of puppet Teddy Ruckspins or like sort of animatronic Teddy Ruckspins. Now, I right, could okay. be getting there, that confused with the adverts. Which there is like a thing that.
1: here. So, the original concept, um, so they wanted to make a live an, a live action series using animatronic characters. Right. Um, because uh, Kevin Force, who was one of the creators, did it for um, Welcome to Pooh Corner and Dumbo Circus. So, there was that was the original idea they wanted right. to make. Um, so, that way it's going to be that much closer to the toys. So, then you have more
0: toys. Incidentally, both those shows are fucking amazing, like top
1: tier children's TV. This, this may be something we need to revisit as well. Um, but basically, because it costs too much money, um, Worlds 1 had decided animation would be, would be a better route. Um, so they could they could afford sixty five episodes of that, or like three of the uh, the animatronics. It, uh,
0: but I, I I could definitely remember those they animatronics. May have,
1: they may have they may have, oh there was a pilot. Um, so maybe they they were oh there was a two part pilot. So maybe they, they oh, sort of shoved, uh, shoved that in. Yeah, I wonder if that ever it was ever on video a... as well.
0: Right, that'll be it then. I was going to say I wonder if it was ever out oh, as a special or something. I bet I yeah. had it on VHS then. I bet I fucking Quite did possibly. because I I, I I can remember that, but. Then I was wondering if I got a... Because I I can still see the advert playing as day as well. It starts kind of high and they crane in down through a window and Teddy is yeah. on the side there. And then he starts talking and then there is a bit of like this... Like, it's clearly not the Teddy Ruxpin you're going to buy. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. like this animatronic figure. Um but yeah, I definitely. It, yeah, it, it's it's
1: the, the it's the teddy bear equivalent of fucking McDonald's, where you know you're the picture of the, the, the burger that's three inches thick and juicy yeah, and all the rest totally. of it, and then you get then look at somebody sat on it.
0: Totally. But now you're saying that the, this two part was released. I'm thinking I probably did have that on video because I can I can see this kind of live action puppeted almost Teddy Ruxpin, and I remember loving that. So I might
1: I, might yeah, I, I don't that. remember it. I don't remember seeing I it. I
0: remember it being, I, and this is my obviously like 40 odd year old memory of it or 30 and change year old memory of it from when it was aired, yeah. but I remember it being pretty fucking dark, like as in the palette was pretty dark and the story was pretty serious and, and like all of the things that we're saying this isn't basically, I remember it having like real agency and threat and danger. Yeah. So I bet that's on YouTube somewhere. I need, to, yeah, I need to track that bad well, boy probably. down. Um incidentally you mentioned a few times now about it going into syndication. I could be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure it got dumped straight into syndication. I'm pretty sure it it, it was just made for syndication. All sixty five episodes were just there ready sure. to go and they were just like networked out, I think. Um but I, I mean that could be they, wrong. the
1: way they released them, they, they released them in a, in massive blocks. So as I mentioned, the, the first half of season one was released like from Christmas Eve through yeah. like the middle of January and then it went actually there were, there were a couple of a couple of gaps but actually it was pretty much done straight through from Christmas Eve to mid-February or early February when it when season one finished and then they did the same for season two in September it was literally September the 14th to the again, 23rd of October just straight through mm. uh, and, and that was daily so I mean yeah we you know obviously it took the weekends out of it but this, this pre- Monday, yeah it pretty
0: much went straight into syndication yeah. Um I don't know, it's it's an interesting one, isn't it? I, I think I think there's more to talk about with Teddy Ruxpin as a, a thing and a franchise than there is in yes. this show. And I think this show is always gonna get a short shrift because it's it's linked to Teddy Ruxpin and it can't be separated.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: And I think that's both a blessing and a curse, like I say, because in, in some respects it holds them back because of the character yeah. of Teddy. Um and it can never quite be the show that the perhaps it's got the potential to be. But yeah, then that's on the other side of the coin, if you remove the baggage from it, of it being Teddy Ruxpin, then it has to stand shoulder to shoulder with the likes of Jace and Ulysses and Dogtanian yes. and Around the World with Willy Fog and all of those other serialized shows, Cities of Gold.
1: Yeah. And I think especially because you, you can place them at the same time.
0: Yes. Whereas now I'm cutting it a large amount of slack in going yeah but this was about the fucking talking teddy bear like it didn't have to be this good yeah so it's it's a blessing and a curse like i say it's a very odd show this I'm, I'm very conflicted by it if i'm honest yeah very conflicted um i think in my heart of hearts i know that it's actually not all that good I'm yeah just... i think
1: i wanted to like it more than i did and i
0: yeah and i think i still cut it a lot of slack and incidentally, it is still very well thought of. Like a quick Google for the Adventures of yeah. Teddy Ruxpin will throw you all sorts of fan communities and everything. So there's a lot of love for this show, and I get it because I think I feel that as well. But then I think when you look at it critically and you look yeah. for the gaps, they're there. You know, um, I, I, I think it's it's a it's a classic case here of just shooting for the stars and like, yeah, maybe, maybe you reach the bottom tier. Do you know what I mean? And and that's what they've done. You know, um, they've, they've kind of got there and they've, they've got there to a point where they can, I think everyone involved, you know, is probably holding their head up high. And and so they should do. This this is, this is by no means bad. I just think in my heart of hearts, I know it's also not good. And it gets a lot of slack because it's actually about the fucking talking teddy bear cassette
1: yeah. you know uh, yeah i think you're right um yeah i think i similarly to we've had in other shows i wanted to like this more than i ended up doing and i think part of that is because i didn't see enough of it mm. I mean, I've, I've got i've got to hold that up as well i didn't watch as much of it as i normally would have yeah ditto. Um,
0: i think i think we have to be honest about that you know we haven't yeah, we haven't um, been able to watch this as much as some of the other shows life has got in the way yeah. unfortunately
1: yeah, that's it. But I mean, I think from what I did see, there were nuggets, but I didn't get enough out of it to really, um, to really take anything forward. No, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sitting there thinking, right. I watched three. I've got another 62 episodes to watch. When can I start?
0: Yeah, I think you know, if anybody ever asks me about the adventures of Teddy Rexman, because occasionally, you know, when people know what we do on this show, we yeah. we do get drawn into conversations about children's TV and do you remember this and do you remember that and do you? Yeah. And and I think my my takeaway from this, whenever anybody asks about Teddy Ruxpin, is is always going to be that it's not very good, but yeah, you know, actually, I remember it fondly, and and I think that's where yes. I'll park it. I'm never going to watch any more. I don't need to. I can carry yeah. on remembering it. It it hasn't been sullied for me. I can carry on remembering it very fondly. Yeah, I just don't. I, I just don't need it in my life anymore, I don't think. However... Yeah, it's, it's you know, not adding
1: anything, is it? But it's not hurting either.
0: No, it's not hurting. However, were they to suddenly decide to re-release a new iteration of the actual toy tomorrow? And were it to be Wi-Fi enabled and essentially a smart speaker, which the last version almost was? And yeah. were it to have The Adventures of Teddy Ruxpin built in? I'd drop a handy on that for the kid, easily. For <laughs> the kid... Honest. yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, of yeah. course. You, you you have that bonus now where I, I'm kind of past that bit where the kid is young enough that you can get away. With, oh, yeah, it, it's for them, yeah. No, I because they can't, they can't say otherwise, they can't prove you wrong.
0: I think, I think the core concept still has value, I think the story still has value. Yeah, you just needs to sort of capture out a little bit. Somebody just needs to pass at Teddy and give him an actual personality. and I think you've really yeah. got something,
1: yeah. I, th- I think you're right, and I think that's probably, uh. That's probably as, as, as true as we're gonna get. It's there's not there's there's nothing wrong with this as such.
0: No, but there's it's nothing just, right with it either, is there? Yeah,
1: it, yeah. It's just a tiptoe on that line between being vanilla and being like no, nothing.
0: Vanilla. That's what it is, Mark. That's the that's the absolute best summation of this show. It's vanilla. It's as vanilla yeah. as it comes. It's white bread. Um, yeah. And look, sometimes sometimes you like vanilla. Sometimes you like white bread, right? And it's there for you if you want it. But just uh, just measure your expectations, listeners, is what we're saying. And yeah. I think if you did love it as a kid, uh, I just maybe go and have a look at the adverts instead, and you know, yeah, maybe plenty of them. Yeah, maybe soaking a bit of nostalgia that way rather than watching this show because it ain't that good. Maybe listen to theme tune because that's that's still pretty good. But yeah, I, I knew that instantly when it started as well incidentally yes. i'd forgotten the the thing ever uh, yeah I'd, I'd forgotten it. as
1: soon as it started i was straight into it so yeah
0: 100 percent. as soon as it started i was well away near the lyrics so there's that to be said for it you know lot to be said yeah. for a good theme tune you know we love them on this show absolutely um, and it is a good one you know and, and i like say some of the songs are as well some are shit but some are actually quite good and the theme tunes <laughs> yeah. really fucking good so
1: yeah yeah. yeah, no, I think that's that's fair. I don't think there's much else to, to add to that. I think. You know, I
0: don't think so. No.
1: So we spent longer talking about it than we did watching it this week, which is probably uh, oh. a little bit. Uh,
0: probably little bit spent longer talking about insect dicks, um, and you know, and well, to be fair, that's just a pants. But yeah, that's that's just us on a Tuesday evening. So what else is new? Um, yeah. you know, if you um, do know anything about insect dicks, listeners, then let us. I, like generally, I'm interested, interested enough to Google it. So, you know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's, that's going to kind of ruin all of all of your suggestions for the next couple of weeks. as the things they'll recommend to you for you to look at.
0: I mean, I don't I don't think there's any shows that feature insect dicks that we could look at on SMPD, But if there are, yeah, go for it. Hit me up. It's like, I'll watch them.
1: <laughs> you may be doing those ones on your own, but yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, what insect has the biggest dick? It's got to be like a dung beetle or something, right? Or a stag beetle. It's got to be something
1: like... Yeah, you'd imagine, wouldn't you? Because you know, it needs to be one of the bigger insects.
0: Yeah, but uh, yeah, it got to be something big and beefy, and right? not like a because sp- you'd want to say spider, but I don't think it would. Anyway, totally off yeah, topic. Yeah, that's the rabbit to I'll, I'll leave don't you will leave you with that one, listeners. Um, hopefully nobody uses this <laughs> for bed because that's going to keep you awake at night now. Um, it's only going to keep me Actually, awake. Actually, I don't tonight. sleep anyway, you fucker. Yeah, uh, neither do I now. So there you go. I'm just going <laughs> to lie awake thinking about which insect has the biggest dick all night, yeah. listeners.
1: Um, I mean, away from insect dicks, if people have any thoughts on Teddy Ruxpin or other freaky ass teddy bears um please let us know get in touch uh, on twitter at s pd pod You you go to our website ddpodcast.net where you can also get our previous episodes and other shows as well really we get your podcast from subscribe leave some messages be as best we can but until next time see you later